person's coming along, he's not eating the way I used to eat as a kid. Um, as parents, we always want the best for our kids. We don't want our kids to deal with the, the struggles and the pains that we dealt with um, as we grew up. And before he was even born, I'm sitting there going, I know what I dealt with as a child, of always being overweight or the larger person in the room, um, have, dealing with, again, the inflammation as a child. Of course, back then I thought it was normal. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of KCL's Keto Corner Podcast. On today's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking all things family and keto related with Corey Conklin. Um, you may have seen him on Instagram under Creative Keto Cook or the Select Savory Seasonings page. Um, he runs two keto businesses. His uh, Creative Keto Cook page is very informational. He tries to just kind of make it simple for those who feel like keto is so overcomplicated. Um, and the seasonings that he sells are amazing. So um, we dive into how his children have been keto since birth. They are now four and five. Um, and how his wife and he lead a ketogenic lifestyle. And I really enjoyed this episode simply because Tyler and I are enforcing more of a low-carb keto approach with our own son. So um, he graciously gave a discount code for people who are wanting to order his seasonings. Um, I believe it is KCL. Um, and it gets 15% off of your purchase. So that is awesome. And the website is myketospices.com. Um, let's dive into the episode and I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, Corey. How are you? Hi, I'm wonderful. How about yourself? I'm great. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to record with me and uh, yep. discuss some pretty cool topics I'm excited to share about. Yeah, thank you. So um, we'll kind of dive right in. Um, I would love for you to kind of give me a background on you, um, how you came to keto, and mm -hmm. just more on what you do now for the keto community. Sure. Um, I'm one of the odd people that didn't try all the various diets out there. Uh, early 20s, I did try uh, low fat for a week or two, maybe. And I literally took it all out of the refrigerator, threw it away, and said, this just tastes horrible. I'm not doing it. Um, but a couple of years later, I did get in, uh, started reading more and realized, well, maybe I'll try this Atkins diet thing. It's all the food I love to eat. Sounds good. So let me give it a try. And found out it actually works. Um, the drawback was at that, that point in time, I really didn't have the right mindset. I just wanted to lose weight. So I'd go at it for a while. Usually a holiday would come up. I'd say, oh, I can have something today. Well, I can start again next week. And well, yeah, it, then I'd start again a year or two later and go back and forth. So really my my yo-yo dieting was standard American diet, low carb, back and forth. Um, I got actually up to a high of 275 pounds. And then over about a year or two, I got it down to 188. And again, another holiday came along and decided... I put some of it back on. I think I put 50 pounds back on. I did get up to about 240. And then December, not December, Thanksgiving of 2017 is when I really, I truly said, okay, I need to start keto. Uh, 
for my life. This isn't just a diet anymore. Um, again, the mindset and perspective changed and that what precipitated that was my lovely wife saying, who, who can lose 10 pounds the fastest? And I'm like, okay, you don't have 10 pounds to lose. I have 30, 40 or 50. So, and that kind of really was the, the prodding where I said, okay, I, I need to be able to, as I get older do things with my kids, I want to be able to go do things with my grandkids. Um, I, I like to say that I want to be Mark Sisson in my my mid sixties, mm -hmm. outperforming kids on uh, the ultimate frisbee field, and people going, "Well, who's this old man?" I'm not there yet, but that's my ultimate goal. Is when I'm 60, 70, and 80, I'm not in the nursing home. Um, I'm I'm on my own. I can live. I can continue to have a full life and be there for my family. Uh, and that's one of the big focuses as to why I truly said, "Okay, I need to do this for myself and for my family." Uh, so that's just over a year ago, and that finally stuck in my head, and it's been fun ever since. That's awesome. I am a big advocate of, uh, you know, learning from your, I wouldn't say mistakes, but just mm -hmm. your experiences. And so, um, you know, the clients and stuff that I work with, I, they sometimes will fall back into their old ways and then yep. they come, come back to keto. And the thing is, is when you tell them keto will always be here, you know, even if you aren't like it, you'll eventually learn that it's where you feel your best, where mm -hmm. you, you know, help, health-wise, you are going to, um, you know, have a longer life and things like that. So I, you know, think it's awesome that you struggled, that yep. you went back and forth, and that now you just kind of, it finally clicked one day that you had that mindset. And, and that's something that everyone needs to kind of go through to know, mm -hmm. like, what really works for them. And something I've learned, because I didn't pay attention to my body early on, I can look back and see, oh, I felt amazing. I could do things and since November of 17, I've had two or three times where I'm like, you know, that just looks good. I'm going to eat it. Or I was tired and on the road and said, I'm just going to stop and forget it. I'm going to order, you know, burger, fries and everything else. And it was one or two meals. And for two weeks, I felt horrible. I mean, all that inflammation that I haven't dealt with, bam, it was the next day. Mm -hmm. It was back. Yeah. My knees hurt. My ankles hurt. The, the swelling was there. Um, and I, quote unquote, gained 10 pounds in a mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. uh, years past, I would have looked at the scale and said, well, forget it. I just gained 10 pounds. Well, no, I just retained a whole bunch of water, mm -hmm. literally. And, and again, inflammation. Back to that yep. And the inflammation. And it was that understanding of, okay, I screwed up. I hate feeling like this. Now that I know what I'm doing, I'm not going to do it again. Of course, mm -hmm. I did do it once or probably one more time. And it's like, no, 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 stupid. Don't do that again. And it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. I just feel no. so much better. I have so much more energy. I can do things. I sleep uh, so much better. I, yeah. If you'd have told me in my 20s and 30s that I would wake up at 6 o'clock every day ready to go, I'd have laughed at you. Mm -hmm. uh, I always looked at, looked forward to the weekends. Oh, it's Saturday. I can sleep until 8, 9, 10 o'clock if I want to. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I can't it's... force myself to sleep in. It's I wake up, I go downstairs, I'm ready to go. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Um, I mean, it, it's it's funny how people still have that 
cheating mindset. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, I feel like most people come to keto because they want to lose weight. And I know you said you're the rare bird that was just like, you know, you hadn't tried all the tons of different diets. But, um, you know, most people come to it with that diet mentality. And mm-hmm. you think about it, you think about the word diet and you think about something that, you know, is temporary. Right. Um, and so if you have that mindset, you have that temporary mindset and you're ready to like you're looking for your next opportunity to cheat mm-hmm. or to um, you know, eat off of what your norm is, then you're totally like, you're not ready for it. And I mean, of course that, that goes with saying the learning experiences, learning that, you know, falling off and then understanding that you feel better on Mm -hmm. keto. Um, you know, that's all a part of it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, seeing that 10 pounds get gained overnight, people automatically think it's fat. And it's really just your body was so not used to that inflammation. Mm -hmm. And now it's, it's got all of that back and it takes time to get off. It does. It it took two weeks before I was normal and back to the weight I was before I did that. And that's, like you said, too many people see it as a diet. Um, Mm -hmm. Two two things with that is I, I intentionally uh, with my clients and on my, as I share things, I, I do my best never to use that word. <clears throat> it's not my diet. It's my lifestyle. This is who mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. Um, now granted, I'm not defined by, oh, hey, I'm keto. Oh yeah. But, uh, but that's, that's who I am. That's how I live. That's how our family lives. And also I think it was the first half of last year. One of the most Google searched phrases was what is after keto? Mm-hmm. And wow. I, I think it was Dr. Ken Berry when I saw us who posted that and his his reply and mine was nothing. Mm-hmm. There is nothing after that is it. That is it. Yeah. And it's again, it's that too many people have the diet mentality, not I need to change my life for my health. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's funny you mentioned the, um, you know, I am not keto. Like keto is not what defines me. It's just my life. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny. Jimmy Moore just did. A Jimmy rant on that a couple days ago and boy did that hit home because it's like you know I am on Instagram and uh, Facebook and my podcast like Mm -hmm. I am everything keto coach Lauren that is my brand but keto does not run my life it's just my lifestyle and it's what I teach to other people it's honestly the most freeing thing that I've Mm -hmm. ever done in my life because I was addicted to food. I was addicted to, to things that, I mean, food controlled me. Carbs controlled me. Mm -hmm. I had no, um, I had no, you know, grasp on what portion control was or what, Mm -hmm. um, any kind of control was when it came to food. And so, you know, I am keto coach Lauren, but at the same time, like I can go and have conversations with people and it, it's not keto doesn't have to be the center of every single thing that we talk about, you know, Um, of course, when we're with like-minded people, um, and for those listening, I actually met Corey yesterday locally, uh, at our coffee shop that is fairly keto friendly salvation coffee company. Um, so we met and it's different when you are in the presence of someone who knows Mm -hmm. keto and talks talks the lingo and knows all the research and stuff. So that's totally different. But on a day-to-day basis, I'm not going to walk up to some stranger and be like, you need to do keto. Keto is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like 
it's not like that. So I love that yep. you brought that up and uh, and kind of just letting everyone know, like, it's not what defines you. It's just how you live your life. And it shouldn't mm-hmm. be such a big deal, you know? Right. You you take advantage of the opportunities. You know, if somebody's asking, what do you do? What have you done? I've seen your pictures uh, or friends that just notice, you know, I know what you used to look like seven, eight years ago. What What are you doing? Um, then, okay, this is what I'm doing. Um, this is how I'm doing it now. Kind of like we discussed yesterday with family. They see it. Um, yeah. And you just share with them, well, this is what I'm doing and it works for me. And you continue to live the life, show them that this isn't a diet. This is my life. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Maybe they'll catch on. Um, yeah. like, you, like we discussed, uh, your family's yeah. caught on. Uh, yeah. My parents are, are uh, really getting into it now and realizing okay, I have to do this to be here for my family Mm -hmm. or otherwise I'll be gone sooner than I want to be. Yeah. Um, um, They see you, you have to set the example. Uh, One of the people that I love that talks and speaks about that is Ryan Lowry, Dr. Ryan Lowry. He always says like, you can't, you can't preach something and not live it. You can't, you have to set the example and others will always follow. So, Um, you know, I do keto. I have done keto for two years now, and it took a good year for my own husband to uh, jump on on keto with me. And mm-hmm. once he jumped on, he was sold, and he loves it. Now he has his, you know, where he, um, you know, goes kind of back and forth, holidays and right. stuff, kind of like kind of like you're yep. describing. But one day it was just like, I, it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and then my mother-in-law and my father-in-law both hopped on it. And then this past uh, January, like the beginning of January, uh, actually in mid-December, my mom and dad both hopped on. So yep. it's one of those things. It's it's kind of like our small town community uh, in, in Graham and Burlington uh, mm-hmm. where I live. You know, the majority of the town is talking about keto. And so... The more we talk about it, the more we live it, the more we showcase it on social yep. media, the bigger, you know, the bigger momentum it'll get. So I love that. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I like having this podcast is because people are listening. And, and if yeah. they've never done keto, then they learn something about it, hopefully. So um, so let's kind of talk more about your family. We, we talked about how um, you said that your family is keto. And mm-hmm. so the whole reason that I wanted to have you on is because I've taken this initiative to be more proactive in my son's life, yeah. making him what I call hashtag keto kiddo. <laughs> yep. um, and I've been posting meals. I've been posting what we do for him. Your kids have been keto since birth. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. But let's, let's talk about that's, that. Yeah. We'll back up to when I got married for my wife's side of things. She wasn't, she had no clue what low carb was. And um, she, I told her, I, I don't eat casseroles. I don't eat rice. I don't eat potatoes. Now, granted, unfortunately, I started doing it again. No fault of hers. It was my own. And she said, well, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And so there was a process there first. Um, and then once after a couple of years, it's like, okay, well, our first one's coming along. He's not eating the way I used to eat as a kid. Um, as parents, we always want the best for our kids. We don't want our kids to deal with the, the struggles and the pains that we dealt with um, as we grew up. And before he was even born, I'm sitting there going, I know what I dealt with as a child, of always being overweight or the larger person in the room, um, have, dealing with, again, the inflammation as a child. 
of course, back then I thought it was normal that, mm -hmm. you know, I'd wake up at three in the morning with my intestines just wrenching my gut to no end where I have to go downstairs and basically just sit in the bathroom for a couple hours until it subsides. I just thought it was normal. That's just a part of life. And now I know, no, 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 there's no reason for my oh. children to deal with that. It was, it was the sugar and the grains, my body going, no, I don't need this. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I told her, you know, we discussed it. I'm like, look, I want to do my best to make sure my kids eat the way they're supposed to. And it's not because it's a weight loss and they're children. They don't need to, well, first of all, I want to make sure they don't need to lose weight. Right, um, right. How many how many times do you go out and you see these kids that five, six, seven years old, and they're they weigh one hundred and fifty and two hundred pounds? Yeah, it, it's a it's a common sight. Uh, we were out to eat at uh, my favorite keto restaurant, Golden Corral, because I can eat steak all day. <laughs> and I'm looking around, and I'm like, some of these kids weigh almost as much as I do. Yeah, it's and. Bad. I don't want that for my children. So we, we decided up front, okay, not just for preventative measures of weight, of not getting overweight, but we un also understand now, okay, if we keep their insulin at a, at a constant level, it's not spiking and dropping and spiking, mm -hmm. it will help them to be a little more calm. Of course, with my kids, I kind of wonder. Um, <laughs> Sometimes. Well, I'm going to stop you there. So yeah. we talked about this yesterday. You yep. haven't actually had the option to see your children on sugar like right. crazy, whereas I have. And the difference in Connor, I, mm -hmm. I'm a stay-at-home stay mom. I've been at home with Connor since he was born. So I've seen him from, you know, baby to now. And the difference just in a couple weeks of being strict low-carb with him yep. um it blows my mind. I mean, he's able, he's three. So mm -hmm. for those listening, I mean, toddlers are toddlers. They're crazy yes. and they have tons of energy already. But the thing is, is when you're, you have stable insulin, you're not constantly spiking your blood sugar and you're not getting that sugar high constantly. Yep. It's, it's amazing how much more he can focus on a task at hand. Um, it's amazing how much, uh, calmer he is and mm -hmm. calm being used loosely because of being a three-year-old toddler right but I noticed the difference as his mom who has seen him from that mm -hmm. baby stage so you know you not having a comparison it's right. easy to say I wonder sometimes but at the same time like mm -hmm. I guarantee had you have seen um, oh, yeah. both sides you would you would totally know and I, I don't argue that I mean more than once, my wife and I'll be sitting there going, could you imagine if we actually fed them sugar and grains? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they're crazy kids. And for everybody else's reference, um, my youngest will be four in March. My oldest is almost five and a half, just okay. uh, for, for reference. And uh, we're even, we actually started part-time homeschooling our five-year-old. And boy, when he gets going, yeah. uh, he's enjoying it, but he's learning quickly. And it's like, wow, you you caught that. Uh -huh. And I really, some people say I'm, you know, maybe I'm just uh, making things up, but I really do think it's a part of, it helps with, I know it helps my mental clarity mm -hmm. and, and concentrating. It's the same for the kids. They don't have that, that again, the insulin going up and down and, and screwing with their brain. Yeah. Um, so it helps him in his schoolwork and our, our three-year-old's catching this stuff. He's sitting there. I want to go to school too. Yeah. Okay. So he'll sit there and learn and he's, he's, got some of the numbers down he can write some of them he can he can almost count to 20 uh, just by listening to his brother as he's learning yeah um, and really 
the, the again that helps that with their the learning process on their end too without going bonkers. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. Um, and that that's awesome. So noted. You they are four and five. Is that what you said, or three yep. and five? Almost four. So Almost four. four. Okay. So eighteen months apart. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, you you go. Um, I know y'all stay busy. <laughs> yes. But um, but I mean that's that, for people listening to this podcast and wondering, like you know, your kids are thriving. Um, yes. That your doctors have no concern for their weight, for their health. Um, yep. And I think that's part of the issue is that we are so terrified by what our doctors are going to think of us or mm-hmm. tell us to do or tell us not to do. We give our doctors too much power, in my yeah. opinion. Um, and so bravo to you and your wife for walking in the doctor's office and telling them like, this is what we do. Mm -hmm. This is how it's going to be like, you know, so give me, you told me a little bit yesterday, but tell the listeners a little bit about your first experience with the, the doctor. Yeah. Uh, with our oldest, um, Daniel is scrawny. He's, he is my wife's side of the family. And when he was born, he was the smallest percentile, lower, lowest percentiles in weight, height. Um, his head was the only thing that was that was high. And it was, I forgot, a couple of years in, he was around two or so. And he went to see, we had to get a new um, pediatrician. The one we were seeing had moved. And she's like, well, what do you, you know, you need to make sure he's drinking milk and he's got to have this and he's got to have fruits and, and great. And we're like, my wife comes home and I'm like, oh, thank you that I was not there. Mm-hmm. I would have, I don't know that I would have been polite, um, <laughs> not, not that I'm an opinionated person or anything. And I said, fine, just call up the practice and say, well, you know, or she actually uh, did some more research of the other pediatricians and switched. Uh, we just yeah. weren't going to see her again. Uh, like so many other people you hear saying, hey, if your doctor on a, for the adult level says, oh no, you can't do that. Or, okay, fine. I'm finding another doctor. Right. Uh, in many cases, you don't even have to find a doctor that lives near you. That's the internet's making this so easy now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Uh, I, I can't remember when it was. Uh, a couple months ago, I believe Dr. Ken Berry actually shared a resource website mm-hmm. where you can actually go on and type in. Um, you know, it's a website that has doctors who are for low carbon keto um, diet and I will I'm going to make a note and try and put that in the show notes that actual website so for those listening Mm -hmm. if you want your local or you're not local and you want to find a doctor that uh, is in your town that's keto um, I'll try and find that website but yeah he you know he the internet makes it so easy and and people feel tied to their primary care doctor who they've been seeing for 10 years. But, mm-hmm. but the minute they say you're on keto, you're going to die. Like they, they get that fear instilled in them right. because they, they feel their doctor is superior. And in my opinion, I walk in the doctor's office and a lot of mm-hmm. times I feel more empowered with knowledge than my doctor is like, yes, I, I know more because I have done the research. Um, and, and I'm they're just still looking back at 20 and 30 years ago when they were in med school. I mean, yeah. you know, like the standards. So well, in 20 to 30 years ago, and even today, I hear it over and over and over again. My nutritional education was a chapter 
in all of my medical education. Mm -hmm. It's not focused on. That's not what they need to know. So they have to go with what, you know, the government guidelines are. Uh, that's what we have right. to stick to. And um, more, of the, more and more doctors are learning because their patients are coming in, you know, on their six-month and one-year follow-up. And they're like, well, how in the world are you 30, 40, 50 pounds lighter? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, um, uh, the way Dr. Westman got into it, two of his patients at the VA 20 years ago were like, well, I've been eating steak and eggs. And he's like, yeah, right, whatever. No, I I'm eating steak and eggs. That's what I'm doing. And so he went, huh, curious. And then he found Dr. Atkins. And as you know, as we say, the rest is history. Um, yeah. I think uh, Ken Berry found out the same way that, look, my patients were coming in. And it's like, well, what what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And he did the research and found out. Um, so that's how so many of these doctors are finding out and, and learning about it is their patients are coming in saying, Doc, you need to do something. You know, here, this is what I'm doing. At least read it for me, please. Yeah, like at least at least educate educate yeah. yourself on what is changing the world. You know, mm -hmm. it's taking the world by storm. I mean, especially this time of year with it being January and everyone mm -hmm. starting their New Year's resolutions, new diet and stuff. I mean, you cannot, and I don't care what doctor you are, what physician you are, how long you've been in practice. You cannot ignore that yeah. there is there is something there. Um, you know, looking back at the past trends and looking back at the sugar epidemic and, yep. and what we've been eating for the past, before I was born. I mean, mm -hmm. the rise of cancer, the rise of disease, all of that was in the last, what, 40 to 50, 30 that, years. Yep, 30 to 40 you know? years. Basically, if, now granted, you can't prove, but if you look, okay, this is when they started saying low fat. And then you look at the rise of, of like you say, cancer, diabetes, <clears throat> um, specifically type 2, um, obesity, uh, Alzheimer's, all these degenerative diseases that we should, we'd never had before. Right. Or, you know, I mean, diabetes used to be um, what you would see in older people. It wasn't something that you saw children. Oh, hey, he's type 2 diabetic. Right. Well, it's the food. It's not like the children changed. It takes, for, you know, three or four generations, as I understand it, before you know, our bodies change to where, okay, that's in your genes. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't had that, that kind of time for how quickly this has happened. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so within the last, I guess, you, how long have you been keto? You said, you said since November 2017? Thanksgiving Day um, is actually the day we I started. Strictly, yeah. I remember you saying that. You said that uh, you were not eat to partaking in all of the Thanksgiving mm -hmm. uh, festivities. That's, I mean, that takes dedication. So, you mm -hmm. know, like on Thanksgiving Day, you're not indulging in the uh, the sweet potato casserole and the yeah. mashed potatoes and the mac and cheese. So good for you. Um, oh, no, we had the we had the the mashed potatoes. It was cauliflower. Cauliflower. And you do it right, you don't know. That's exactly. the beauty. We had we had biscuits, but Keto they were biscuits. almond meal and cheese. Yeah. Uh, of course, I uh, smoked a turkey, so yeah. it's you can still do it. You don't. Yeah. You know, again, that mindset of I have to have. Well, no, you don't. Make adjustments. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's exactly the mindset that I take. And um, I think now that I've kind of converted my mom and my dad, you know, since since they've started, everything that my mom does, whether it be like a football tailgate or like a family meal, it's mm-hmm. all keto options. And she's like, I just didn't realize how easy it was to substitute, yep. you know, what we like. So um, we're going to jump subjects. And since we're talking about food, um, you have started two businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, since you started keto, and one of them for, in particular, which I'm learn more about, is your creative keto cook business, mm-hmm. correct? So tell me a little yep. bit more about that. Um, that came about uh, because so many people, as like you just said, your 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 mom thought it's too hard, and I did, she didn't realize this is simple, mm-hmm. and that's what I keep hearing is you th- oh it's too difficult, I can't do it, it's too expensive. Uh, I don't know what to do. And so the idea is that behind the Creative Keto Cook was to help people who are just, they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I want to show them how to cook good, tasty food that's good for them so they can lose weight, get healthy, and feel amazing. And by showing them how to cook simple meals, um, as Debbie Potts likes to say, really, it's not hard. You pick your protein, you pick your fat, you pick your vegetables. You're done. You eat those three, you cook it, and you eat it. And it doesn't have to be complex. I, I know there's a lot of recipes out there that are a mile long, and you sit there and go, well, I can't do that. Yeah. And, and you don't have to. I mean, I would, it's we generally rotate between, you know, ground beef, pork, and chicken, and then three or four different vegetables. In our case, you know, green beans, cauliflower, broccoli, and then how to prepare them is, is the change, the variety that comes with it. Cook it up, throw it, you know, put it in a casserole, throw it in the oven an hour later, there's dinner. Yeah. Uh, so the idea was to help simple. teach and show people that, you know, keep it simple, silly. So what exactly, what exactly is the creative keto cook? Is it like a, is it a service or is it just a blog or tell me? It's a, uh, my website. So to show people like the recipes, uh, working on videos and mm-hmm. the joys of working full time and trying to do this on the side. Yes. So, uh, working on videos to show just simply, this is how to do it. Uh, creating the recipes and showing people how I'm eating. Perfect. Uh, so it's more of a blog. Uh, also, I have some uh, my coaching plans on there to show people, look, if, if you need the help, if you need the support, mm-hmm. you know, that's on there also. I can guide you through it just like you do with your clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's more um, informational-based uh, than service-based. That's <clears> awesome. Um, and, and real quick, before we talk about your next one, um, mm-hmm. do you find that there are, and I like talking about this, do you find that there are people who, um, you know, when they come to keto, they're just trying to find how to replace what their crutches were? So, like, yeah. obviously, obviously, when you can find out that there are tons of different recipes and um, ways to substitute a pound cake, you can make a keto pound cake, you can yep. make a keto cheesecake, you can make whatever like to me i feel like if you're still using those crutches you Mm -hmm. really haven't fully grasped the lifestyle change aspect so Mm -hmm. do you feel that way as well yeah i think too many people try to make all they they try to ketofy everything and so they're still having their treats and um their cakes and their desserts and those are great for um special occasions so okay basically from thanksgiving to christmas yes i had more keto friendly desserts than i should absolutely yeah but 
um, as I've I've heard uh, several people say recently, it's not really what you eat between November and December that makes a difference. It's the rest of the year. Right. Uh, so I, I didn't gain weight over that time frame. I, I maintained. You probably Great. didn't. You probably didn't feel your best. You probably yep. didn't feel as optimal because, you know, when you go adding in all of those um, like different kind of flowers, different kind of sweeteners mm -hmm. and things like that. I mean, you tend to you tend to crave more, I feel yes. like. Um, and you tend to just not feel as optimal as you would if you're just eating a protein and yep. adding some fat to it. You know, and that was so, exactly it. Yeah. I mean, so it, you just it sit there and it's like, I'll have one five pieces later. Uh -huh. you know, I've, I've gone from one serving to five servings. Yeah. And that that's difficult sometimes to control. But, you know, when you keep it to birthdays and holidays. Yeah. You know, yes. we'll, we'll make something for the kids' birthdays. Yeah. Um, you know, so many people go, oh, the kids are going to be left out of life. No, my kids have a, uh, we have a nut-free chocolate cake that we make for them that, holy cow, is it rich. And we have our non-keto friends go, what was that recipe again? Right. Yeah. And they know how we eat. So they know there's no sugar in it. There's no flour. And yet they're going, I, I, I kind of need that. And which I usually go, well, here's, it's on the website. Here it is. Yeah. No, so let's uh, talk real quick. So, you know, people are asking me, um, and we haven't been approached with it yet because, you know, mm -hmm. we haven't really um, been in an instance where we've had to go to, like, another friend's birthday party or, mm -hmm. um, you know, children's birthday parties or whatever. How do you approach those situations where your kids, and actually, we talked about this yesterday, and I right. love it, but how do you approach that? How do you approach going to a normal, like, uh, party where there's sugar cake mm -hmm. candy like pizza like how do your kids approach that well they're they've been taught from day one hey this is what's healthy for you uh so at vacation bible school last summer uh, my wife and i thought nothing of it we just didn't bring a snack for them we just thought no big deal they just want to eat what the kids have and the first night was cupcakes and my oldest one looks in there and goes oh <gasps> He grabs my youngest one. It was Samuel, get away. There's there's too much sugar in there. We can't go in. <laughs> and there were so many cupcakes in there. I lit, When I walked in, I just, you could smell the sugar. Oh, yeah. And he he's like, no, no, come on. Now, the three-year-old, if he gets his hands on it, this is good. Yeah. And for some reason, somebody had given us, given all the kids uh, like little candy bars and didn't he rip open a Snickers? And it's it was too late. Yeah. So we're like, we know it tastes good, but... No, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. Yeah, and they, no. They know, okay, if, if they're given candy, here you go, mom and dad, and we'll give them something else to replace it. Uh, so instead of, you know, all this candy, you'll say, hey, you guys want, you know, uh, a banana instead. Uh, mm -hmm. Would you like to have an apple? So we'll replace it with another treat that they just, they love right. and, uh, to take care of it. And we're fortunate our friends understand. Yeah. Uh, so like if, if they're having parties and stuff, they'll always have something we can have. Mm -hmm. um uh, vegetables especially there's almost always a veggie tray at a party my kids love vegetables yeah. you could fill up the plate and they would not complain uh, there's almost always a meat option when you go places and actually tomorrow uh, they're going to a party at uh, a local big playhouse kind of like a chuck e cheese but not quite mm -hmm. yeah. and of course lunch for all the kids is pizza just scrape and the toppings off that was that in uh, my my wife was like, well, what do we do? I, and again, it was the, I don't want them to feel left out. Yeah. And I said, well, call the event, call the center and say, look, 
Um, my kids are, and you can find interesting ways to phrase it. My phrasing yes. was, my kids follow a diabetic protocol. That's true. They're not diabetics, mm -hmm. but that's basically what they're eating. And say, so they're not able to have the pizza. Can I bring, you know, a small lunch for each of them? They called back and said, yeah, that's fine. Since you're you're already buying food, you, you know, the group is getting lunch. You know, when there's allergies or problems along mm -hmm. those lines, that's that's okay. Bring it in with you. So Ziploc bag full of lunch meats and cheeses. Yeah. And they'll have fun with all the other kids. And like you said, if we were to pay for it, it's just scrape the toppings off and go for it. We do that often also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny how people complicate things. And it's funny how um, your, their automatic instinct is, well, well, they're going to feel left out or they're going to, mm -hmm. they're going to look singled out or they're going to look like the odd kid. And the thing is, is, is like, are you worried about them, their well-being and their health? Are you worried right. about what they're, what other people are going to think about what they're eating? I mean, mm -hmm. really, let's, let, let's be adults here and think yep. about our children's future instead of how someone's going to view the reason why they didn't eat birthday cake, yeah. you know, or, or whatever. But I love, I love that you just said that you say they follow a diabetic protocol or, mm -hmm. um, or even just saying that they have allergies to, yeah. to things. I mean, there is a way to modify everything. There mm -hmm. is a way to, to work around everything. And it's, we are such a, um, world of convenience and yeah. we don't, we don't want to hurt people's feelings and we don't want to step on anyone's toes. And commend you and your wife for that. That is phenomenal. I love it. Yep. Um, that that's, mm. that's great. So, um, let's talk more about the select savory seasoning business mm -hmm. that you are in. Um, so Corey actually brought me a couple, which by the way, one of them was the cinnamon and my husband is a huge cinnamon fan. And so he was like, babe, you have got to put this in our coffee. And oh my gosh, like not only does it smell amazing, it just smells yes. so good, but it tastes good too. So I, I appreciate that. Um, he also brought me the ranch seasoning and then the meat seasoning. So we've yet to use those, but I'm very mm -hmm. excited too. So thank you for that. But yep. um, tell the people a little bit more about that and uh, and what what you're doing. Sure. Um, it was right after Thanksgiving of last year. I was at the grocery store. Um, I guess I should back up. I've been and I I've smoked meat on the weekends, so I've got a smoker and. <clears throat> Back when I didn't have the right mindset, I'd go shopping, pick up a barbecue rub, and all I would do is read the nutritional label. Zero carbs, zero sugar, I'm good. And then in December of 17, I was at the store doing the same thing, except I read the ingredient list. So it would say zero carbs, zero sugar. The first ingredient on the list is sugar or brown sugar every single time. Yep. Or the second ingredient. I'm going, okay, um, what they're doing, you know, it's like I understood what they were doing in the past. I just never applied it to myself. Mm -hmm. But what they do is they have a 20% leeway, one direction or the other, on, on what they put on the label. So if they're within that, that range, they can put what they want. Right. And if the serving size is small enough, you can round it down. So while a teaspoon or less than a teaspoon serving size may have half a gram of carbs, oh, we can say zero. Yeah. Because it's so small. 
And so I literally, I stood in the store. This was an eight foot wide rack, six feet high, full of rubs and spices. And everyone had sugar. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I, I, this is my life. I need to get it out of my system. And standing in the store, I said, that's it. I'm starting a company. Um, I'm not the only person in this world that wants to eliminate sugar from their diet. And uh, that's where the, the process of uh, select savory seasonings came from. Um, started doing the research. How do I do this? Where can I do this? Uh, to provide people with uh, fresh, gourmet, sugar-free, additive-free uh, spices and rubs. Uh, so that when they flavor their food, they don't have to sit there and go, well, well what's really in here? Well, it's spices. Uh, you mentioned the ranch dressing that I gave you. Go If you go to the store and grab the ranch packet dressing off the shelf oh, by yeah. Hidden Valley, you can't pronounce probably half the ingredients or more. Right. Whereas if I run over here on the shelf and grab the ranch bottle, you can, you'll go, oh, I know all of these ingredients. Right. Um, I recognize these names. It's all spices and or in some cases some seeds it's, it's and nothing uh, else yeah it's not what i like to refer to as a lot of things a chemical shitstorm. <laughs> yes. i have i have seen and shared that more than once it's like yeah that's exactly I mean, what it is it is it so is and so there there is such a need for things like those uh seasonings uh yesterday we talked about how like the the uh, marinades and, yep. um, you know, ketchups and whatever, like there's such a need for all of these sugar-free, additive-free options that, mm-hmm. I mean, people obviously just, they don't know. And, and for me, so when I coach clients, um, you know, my number one goal, if they've come to me for, to start a ketogenic diet, mm-hmm. um, my goal starting them out is just getting them on the proper macros and eating the right foods. Now, later on in their journey, usually about three to six months into Mm -hmm. their journey, we start, I start educating them more. I I try to in the beginning, but a lot of them just want to know like what, what to do right away. Right. But educating them more as they get further and deeper into the ingredients to stay away from. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the pork runs that you're grabbing that have maltodextrin and dextrose and fructose and all that stuff and corn syrup, we want to avoid those. We want to get the ones that are like Epic brand that doesn't have a bunch of additive stuff or, Mm -hmm. or just the plain ones that doesn't have a bunch of added ingredients. And so I think it's very important to note and uh, share with people that, you know, there is a starting point uh, Mm -hmm. when it comes to keto and low carb. Um, We all start with thinking pepperonis are a great snack (laughs) Um, and they can be inconvenience, but, Mm -hmm. um, then you worry about what's in those pepperonis, what's right. in that meat that I'm consuming, what's in those spices. And so mm-hmm. it, it's totally normal and okay to have that starting point, but don't let that be your ending point. Grow, worry right. about what's in your seasonings, worry about mm-hmm. what you're putting in your body. And then that's kind of where the evolution of the overall health mm-hmm. kind of comes in. At least that's what I think. Well, it's like with anything in life, you, you, you don't start out knowing everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a process. There's a learning curve to go with it. So start with what you can keep, you know, again, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. And then as you go, you go, well, wait a minute. And it's both of, both of us have done it. You know, right. I 
probably shouldn't be eating this anymore. Um, I now read nutrition labels. You mentioned pork rinds. Even if they're plain pork rinds, flip the bag over and read it. They put oh, sugar yeah. in plain pork rinds. Yeah, if it doesn't and, say pork skins and salt, then yes. put it back on the shelf. Like, just I, forget it. And uh, two weeks ago, I didn't pay attention. I thought, no big deal. And I got to my friend's house and went, ugh. Yeah. But, you know, the, I gave them to the kids. They had some because they eat pork rinds like everybody else eats potato chips. They yeah, yeah. love them. That's what my and partner is, too. <laughs> it's it's a process. Um, yeah. we, you know, I you don't want to overwhelm people with everything. And then they go, well, I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So little little at a time. Um, um, no, I totally agree. Uh, now, do you, like... So, for instance, say you ate that bag of pork rinds that had, mm -hmm. like, whatever, maltodextrin or something. Are you at the point in your journey now where you notice that that effect from those things? If there was a little bit, like, I had a couple of them. Um, I don't feel anything. It, it's, it was minor enough that I didn't know. I don't notice it. Um, so, I think my body's finally getting to the point that if I have a, a little bit of something, it's not going to throw me off. And I go, mm -hmm. oh, my goodness. It's if I have a full-blown meal of everything I shouldn't have, then I'm really, that's when I start to feel it. But uh, I did have a couple, I, I could taste it. I'm like, okay, there's sugar in here. Uh, it's plain as day. And so I just, I had one or two and that was it. Adapted enough that it's not going to be a problem. It's when I have a full meal, you know, yeah. drive through, I'm going to have a, a double something or other burger with a, you know, supersized fries and a, mm -hmm. I always drink diet soda. That's just what I'm, comfortable with drinking that's what I'm, yeah. i like right. um, i'll feel that um but if it's just a simple i had a piece or two um it's nice not dealing with it but at the same token that piece or two uh in my case can still be a trigger and i know that so mm -hmm. let's just pick you know like nuts i, I don't touch them mm -hmm. because that that one serving is okay a handful of nuts but by the time i'm done half the jar is gone oh yeah and so there's there's my carb limit for three days not worth it. I just don't touch them. Yeah, uh, I'm, the, I'm the same way. I mean, like I think the other day I took a Instagram story of weighing out one portion of nuts to fit in my macros, and I'm like, it's ugh. like if I can't have half the jar or the whole yeah, jar, then it's not worth it to me. Yeah. Like it, you know. So I think it's important for people to understand like there are trigger foods, and if you if you know that you are are um prone to kind of you know not controlling yourself then it's mm -hmm. just easier to say i'm just going to avoid those not that you can't have them right. because when you put it in your head that you can't have something um it it, it changes the way that you think but like yes. saying it's not that i can't have potatoes or french fries or whatever it's mm -hmm. that i'm choosing not to i don't want to because it doesn't yep. feel my body properly so um yes. But yeah, no, I I totally get that. Um, I find that I'm a little more sensitive when it comes to, like, say the pork rinds with the maltodextrin or like um, beef sticks, for instance. Like, mm -hmm. if I don't get a beef stick that is like Chomps brand or Epic or whatever that's mm -hmm. got no sugar or no like additives in it, um, I do notice an effect on how I feel. So I was wondering yeah. if if it was that way for most people too but i think it, it just depends on the person and, yep. and the sensitivity so um well cool um i think the only 
other topic that I wanted to talk on, kind of going back to the kids, was uh, making sure that people understand. You know, we both lead keto as a lifestyle for both for our families, and, mm-hmm. and that's just what we do. Um, but, you know, and for us, it won't always be about weight loss for my right. husband and I. You know, I mean, I approach things differently. I bodybuild. Um, I am constantly trying to gain muscle, lose lose body fat. So right now in the realm that I'm in, that's the goal. And right now mm-hmm. he, his goal is losing weight. But it's not always about that. There will come Correct. a point where it's just how we live. And so for people listening, curious about kids, you know, mm-hmm. what's something that you can tell the listeners, like your opinion on keto for kids and, and the the main reason why you do it and why you, you don't want it to all be focused on keto isn't just weight loss. Right. And part of it comes down to, like you said, even for yourself, it's not for adults. It's not all about weight loss because uh, let's just say you reach a weight loss goal. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm where I'm at. So can I go back to eating the way I used to? Well, no, there's there's the health benefits to go along with it. Um as I like to share often, um, you know, keto, come for the weight loss, stay for the uh, elimination of inflammation, yes. um, the mental clarity, the good night's sleep, and all of the other benefits that come with it. Yeah. And the same applies to kids, kind of like we've already discussed. Um, as you're seeing with Connor, with his his focus is better, uh, his, his uh, mood swings are, are lower. And it's the same thing for kids as it is with adults, that if you keep your your blood sugars at a, a nice even constant they're not spiking and dropping and spiking and dropping um, they're going to be more calm they're going to uh, be able to concentrate better in school they're going to learn better um, and then as they get older they're not going to as we're seeing they're not going to be the obese kids that we're seeing today in the epidemic of obesity in children they're not going to be uh, five six seven eight year olds with type 2 diabetes uh, because of all of the junk that they're eating um, so in the health aspects of it that apply to adults apply to the kids. Um, like I said earlier, um, as a kid, I, I had insane intestinal distress from the garbage I was eating. I, I don't want my kids to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, they're not keto because, oh, I, I got to make sure that uh, they lose weight. <laughs> You're a baby. You don't need to lose right. weight at all. Yeah. I'll rephrase that. My three-year-old was not my, my my youngest was not a small baby. <laughs> he he was a pork chop. He looks like me. Mm-hmm. But as he's growing, he's leaning out. He's he's growing into his body. Right. And even if you look at both my kids, you look at them side by side, they're obviously two completely different people, but they eat the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, part of it is this is just my body type. So my youngest is a little bigger. A little fuller like I am. My oldest one is skinny and, and very slim uh, like my wife and her side of the family is. So, yeah, people are going to look different, but it's a case of, okay, it's, it's for your children's health, mm-hmm. uh, short term and long term, uh, so that as they get older, they can teach their kids and, and generation from generation can learn that, oh, this is the optimal way to eat, to live. And that's how change as a whole is going to come across. Uh, we got to teach the younger generation. Uh, yep. I know the, the Bible knows what it's talking about. If you train up a child in the way he should go, when he gets old, he's not going to depart from it. Absolutely. And it applies to all areas of life. Teach them now. Yep. And then as they get older, they'll understand, you know, I, that that looks good. Or as um, uh, the Vegas do, 
they let their kids choose. Mm-hmm. Hey, you have that cake. I sure did. How do you feel? Horrible. I don't ever yeah. want to do that again. Yeah. And they'll talk through that with their children. They, they let them make the choice. Mm-hmm. And now they go, yeah, it's not worth it. I'd much rather have a steak than I would that cupcake. Like, yep. I, I love that about the Vegas. I love their parenting style. I love, not only that, I was actually listening to a podcast on, like, um, not even food related that they did, but like, you know, training them to be responsible with money, giving them mm-hmm. an allowance, giving them like a couple dollars to go in a store and choosing what they want to spend yeah. it on. And, you know, like, I mean, it's so, it, it goes into so much deeper than, than just telling your kid what to eat. This is what you have to do. No, teach them the value behind it. Teach them why you're doing mm-hmm. this. Let them experience it. Because just like us, just like us as adults on our own journeys, we know when we eat crap, we feel like crap. When we, you know, when we eat keto, we know we feel good. So giving those valuable life lessons to our kids, I find is key. And, you know, for me, it was, it was something that I had debated for a long time, actually, Mm -hmm. like being more open about my son and being low carb and being keto with him and then also getting super strict about it. Um, Mm -hmm. because I, and for whatever reason, feared people would judge and people would, you know, throw negative Mm -hmm. stones. And in my head one day it clicked. It's like, Lauren, you have put yourself out there. You, you've made a transformation like no other and people still Mm -hmm. throw stones at you people still say keto isn't healthy and this and that so what difference does it make when when you're just trying to make other people feel comfortable in the aspect of well she's doing keto for her kid like maybe i should feel comfortable or maybe you know just spreading the awareness making sure people know like it's your child. You mm-hmm. have every right to raise them up how you want them to. And so, um, you know, people like you, um, people like me, people like the Vegas, um, having the kids and mm-hmm. showcasing it on social media that this is what we do. And I don't care if it, it's not what you like, yeah. but, you know, it also encourages those who are contemplating it, who are, you know, toying with the idea of doing it and Mm -hmm. and it makes them more confident i feel like in making the decision to do it yep because no matter what we do people are going to argue with us they're going to say you you know you're killing yourself or you know that's fine i you know one of my my uh, things i like to say is there's very few people in this world that i really care what they think about me Mm -hmm. and none of them are on social media (laughs) <laughs> so you can say what you want. I loved your your post on Connor where you're like, and all you nasty nannies out there, I don't read it all. I delete your message, so don't bother. I'm here. I see that I have a three and a five or four and five year old that basically eat meats and vegetables with occasional fruit. And you ask any of our friends, my kids are fine. Mm-hmm. They, they see the energy they have and that they're growing and they're thriving. They're not deprived. And they're not deprived at all. And they love what they eat. They they actually have a better feel for what they eat because they're not throwing processed junk in there. So when they have vegetables, they taste sweet. Not only I, that, but I guarantee when they say they're hungry, they mean it. 
Mm-hmm. Because they're not constantly eating goldfish and sugar-filled, you yep. know, Nutri-Grain bars and stuff that's, that's giving them instant energy, but then crashing them 30 minutes mm-hmm. later, and they're like, I'm hungry again. Yep. That that in itself was one of the reasons my husband and I were like, you know what, we're done. Because it was every 30 minutes, Yes. you know, my son was like, Mommy, I'm so hungry. Yeah. My mom and dad will say it. They'll be like, Lauren, your child is starving. I'm like, he's not starving. It's what he's eating. Mm-hmm. So since we have been stricter for him, he eats breakfast. He eats his snack. When yep. if, he, if he asks for it, I do not force a snack on him. Mm-hmm. Um, if he asks for it, he'll eat lunch and he'll eat dinner. Usually mm-hmm. he was eating every hour. Yes. I kid you not. So that in itself to me shows that it's just, it's even more worth it because yeah. I mean, he, they know true hunger just like we uh-huh. do. I yeah, never not, knew. Not we do. Yeah. I never knew true hunger before I went keto and before mm-hmm. intermittent fasting was kind of incorporated into my life. I mean, I just, I never knew what it felt like to be truly hungry Yep. Until I stabilized my blood sugar and got to a point where food was not the center of everything. Yep. And that was actually something I uh, somebody had posted on a Facebook group to like, I'm just getting into this. You know, I've been eating six times a day to keep my metabolism up, which has been which is so slow. And they had had other questions, but I I responded to it saying, look, something you're going to need to learn is when am I hungry? Mm-hmm. And you're it's you're going to find out that you don't need to eat six times a day. That's actually a slowing your metabolism down. Right. And it's, you're going to get to the point. I mean, eventually you can get to the point where I'm at mm-hmm. two cups of coffee in the morning. I may or may not eat lunch. And if I do, it's one or two o'clock when I finally decide to have more of a snack mm-hmm. just to just enough to say, OK, and then I'll have a, a full dinner. And that's Isn't it. That... I don't need any more. I want it. Uh-huh. There's a, again, you got to get old habits die hard, especially with food, but I don't need it anymore. Yeah. And I, I share that often. It's like, you got to understand and learn to listen to your body. Yeah. Uh, People think that that is such a, like a hippy dippy phrase, but it's so yes. true. It's like, you know, it's, it, Anyone who looks at me and looks as if I feel I'm superior when it comes to saying no to food or saying no to a meal time, it's not that. It's not that Mm -hmm. at all. I am no better than anyone. I am just more in tune with my body. And I know, you know, yeah, I want to eat that meal. But do I need it? Do I physically need it? No, Mm -hmm. I don't. And yep. that right there was the power that I gained and probably the most important power that I like to share with others is once you have that control, um, I mean, you feel invincible, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I know I do. I don't ever feel like I have to eat three meals a day. I don't, I mean, that's typical for me too. People look at mm-hmm. me and they're like, you're eating your last meal or your your one meal of the day at four o'clock and you haven't, haven't had anything. And I'm like, no. And it's yep. not starvation. It's not, nope. you know, it's just, I wasn't hungry. I got really hungry. I ate and then I was full mm-hmm. and I didn't need anything else. I mean, yep. it's, it's simple and, and it's so, 
it's so overlooked. Everyone feels like they have to eat every single meal and they feel like they're going to mm-hmm. miss out or they're going to be hungry. Well, you know, sometimes it's nice to be hungry, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you it, know? It, you'll, you'll learn that this is truly what hunger feels like, not um, your hormones fluctuating due to eating garbage. That's really what your problem was in the past. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, okay. You know, like right now it's like, it's noon. I don't need anything. Yeah. You know, the again, the old habit of I should, and sometimes it's kind of like smokers. I quit smoking, so I add something else. Now they're eating. Yes. And, you know, and it's just a habit of I have to eat, but yet I don't. And getting, really getting that was not easy. I just always had a habit of it's it's after dinner, it's 8 o'clock, let me go have a little bit of something, you know. And it was always, you know, pepperoni, cheese, mm. a little, just... And I'm sitting there, I'm I'm eating it, telling myself I am full, and yet I'm eating it. It's just the habit of, and of that it was needing, the habit. wanting that snack. My, and my yes. husband is probably the worst, and he's probably going to be like, really? You said that? But he's the <laughs> worst for late night snacking. And, yep. you know, at one point he had kicked his habit, and he's like, it's so freeing to not feel like I have to sit on the couch and snack when I know I'm not hungry, but it's just, it's a habit. And so you, you just implement daily to break those habits and, and then you see the freedom from it. Yeah. Uh, like I read the other day, um, if you're not hungry, what you're looking for is not in the refrigerator. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, that is so true. And it's just a good reminder, even for myself. Okay. Don't go over there. If you're not hungry, you're yeah. bored. Yeah. Go, go for, for a, a walk, walk. Uh, get a book. <laughs> You know, I'm, I would say watch TV, but too many people watch TV uh-huh. and have to have a snack. Yeah. But find something else to, to replace that boredom, basically. Yeah. Uh, I actually talked about it on Jimmy Morse podcast about the whole, you know, people who, who quit one addiction and find another addiction. Yes. So, you know, you hear these people talk about quitting smoking or something and then they got fat. Well, no, you found another addiction. Yep. You found food as your another crutch. And so... Yeah. You know, to break one habit, it's almost like you have to break them all. And and no mm-hmm. one's going to be able to tackle that all at once. Um, but you can't, you can't, just like with the food, the keto-friendly mm-hmm. um, choices, you can't make crutches. You can't, you have to break it completely. Yeah. So. Uh, understand completely. Yep. Well, Corey, this has been uh, an awesome podcast. I'm super excited for everyone to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time. Sure. Um, and for people who are listening and they want to hear more about what you offer and learn more about you, where can they find you? Sure. On um, social media, uh, Creative Keto Cook uh, is my Twitter uh, except on Twitter, you take the E out of creative because it's too long. Mm-hmm. I had to drop a letter. So it's creative keto cook without the E. Um, same on Facebook and Instagram. I also, my select savory seasonings is on uh, Facebook and Instagram also. You'll see a lot of overlap between those two uh, because since I'm cooking the food, I share it on my creative keto cook, but at the same time, I'm using my spices. So it goes both ways. Um, the websites are creativeketocook.com. And for the spices, uh, for anybody that's listening, if they use KCL, so Creative, or yeah, Keto Coach Lauren, KCL is a promo code, uh, they'll get 15% off. Oh, cool. And the website is just myketospices.com. A real simple way to uh, to stick in your head 
Uh, the other website is selectseasonings.com. It all goes at the same place, but uh, my keto spices can probably help you remember a little bit easier. Yeah, I know. Totally agree. And I tell um, people, you got questions, you don't know. I mean, just like you, ask. That's that's what, yep. you know, the, the buttons are there for, the DMs, the, the emails. Um, you know, we're the reference to help out. Mm-hmm. And Corey is very, uh, very easy to talk to and, and you're very knowledgeable. So um, mm-hmm. I am super excited. Again, remember, he is at MyKetoSpices.com and then CreativeKetoCook.com as well. Dot com. Yep. yep. Cool. Um, well, awesome. I totally appreciate you taking the time out to record um, sure. and I'll be talking to you again soon. Thanks. Appreciate the time. Woo!